Creating characters is like throwing together ingredients for a recipe. I take characteristics I like and dislike in real people I know or know of and use them to embellish and define characters. Cassandra Clare. You're listening to Writing Roots, brought to you by Aspen House Publishing. Welcome to Writing Roots. I'm Lee Holt. And I'm Lee S's. We have talked about different things that your character is able to do and avoiding info dumping around skill sets. But it's equally as important to not tell people flat out about your character's personality. We will also include description in this a little bit later. All of these things are part of what makes a character who they are. So when you introduce a character, it's more about their actions and reactions than explaining the intricacies of their personality. It's the show versus tell. This is one of those times you absolutely have to show. And by show, we don't mean give us a physical description top down while they're standing naked in front of a mirror. That is not a show. What we're talking about is one character saying, hey, she looks an awful lot like Scarlett Johansson, or whatever it is. It should be done through actions, through reactions, in the situations within your story, within the structure of a plot. We will be talking about backstory in next episode, but your character's backstory does play a lot in their personality. What happened to them in the past will absolutely impact their personality. So just like with explaining backstory, you're not going to explain all of those intricacies of their personality. You use pieces of what happened to help introduce and explain. A lot of that backstory fuels a character's response, and the personality is built up of all of their different kinds of responses. The personality of the character is... They sit in the back corner of the cafe. They only ever drink black coffee because they had a bad experience with antifreeze and sweeteners. I recently read The Raven Boys, book one of The Raven Cycle. There's a character in there who is very independent. He does not want to rely on anybody for anything. And you don't find out exactly why until the story progresses a little further. You kind of get little clues to that history, to the reason why, until you see the history of abuse that he's dealt with and how his independence and that desire to never get a payout is a way of proving to himself that he is worth more than what he was taught as a child. Like everything we've said so far this month, The easiest way to avoid the info dump here is to not put it down all at once. That's what an info dump is. You're just telling a whole bunch of stuff front to back. Try not to tell at all. Your biggest solution for this type of info dump is to throw stuff at your character and let them react organically. That will help them announce their own personality instead of you, the author, going, well, he was a guy who just didn't like doing this. So with Adam, we were never told he's independent. We were never told he doesn't want to get a payout. We were shown his friend offering what he thought was just, you know, hey, let me pay for your lunch today because I know you're down on your luck. And we saw Adam respond with, absolutely not. I'm fine. You don't need to do that. Through those actions is how we saw it. Going with that, A lot of those times where we saw that element of his personality, it was through some piece of conflict. It could have been a very, very small conflict, 
but it was conflict between characters. That is a very good way for you to show your characters' personalities. We've mentioned in the past that every scene you have should have at least two purposes to it. One of those purposes, one of those columns of the boxes you can check, is revealing something a little more intimate about your main character and their personality. It should also move the plot forward in some way or show us a little bit about the world, do something else. But this is one of those columns that you can make sure you're checking these boxes with your other plot points that are moving along. Because not only can you show very important elements of their personality, like if they're quick to violence or whether they're a peacemaker, but you also can use those character responses to direct your plot, to give them a direction. Maybe you have a character, they're faced with this choice and they make the wrong one. And that choice is what leads to this major big conflict within the rest of the plot. Your character has a lie that they believe about themselves. These kinds of conflicts are great for showing and not just telling your reader what those are. If there's some kind of trigger, like having someone else pay for a meal that just utterly sets them off, make sure you have a scene where someone else offers to pay for a meal. Otherwise, it's not an interesting character trait because we just never see it. It's not a source of conflict that they then have to learn from and resolve in order to solve the problem at the end of the book. Just like in our last two episodes, to avoid an info dump, you need to lay out the structure of their personality early. Part of why you need to do this really early in the story is that a lot of plots rely on the main character's story arc to determine how the plot plays out. It's the main character and how they change. So if you don't establish the status quo, if you don't establish their current personality and all of those things that they are at the beginning of a story, then you can't show the adequate change that plays into that plot. If the character doesn't change, their personality is not interesting. They're not a main character. They're a secondary, they're maybe even a tertiary character. But if they don't change at all, then we don't care about their personality. Okay, maybe Han Solo's kind of fun, but it's that choice away from being the smuggler and into being the hero at the end that really helps us root for him. But we had to have enough opportunity at the beginning to see him as a smuggler, him making those choices that prove that element of his personality. I'm just going to say it, Han shot first. Absolutely. <laughs> it was never a dialogue explanation of this is who Han is. We saw him shoot first. We saw him choose to be selfish and choose himself over other people at the beginning. So when you're creating your characters, Give yourself enough opportunities to show those important aspects early in the story. Within Act 1, you need to be putting your character in situations that show who they are, the kinds of choices that they will make. So you can contrast that to the choices they'll make at the end. If you are going to have any of it in dialogue, make sure the character being described is not present in that scene. I can tell... Lexi about what I know of Lee, but if Lee's in the room, it gets really awkward and weird. I mean, you can have the character in the room if your goal is to make it awkward and weird. 
In which case, yes, 100% lean into it. Awkward and weird scenes are a lot of fun. But if you don't want that, it can be very unnatural to have one character describe another character, especially out loud, where that other character can hear them. And the last point we want to make is about character descriptions. Describing a character is inevitably better in small doses. We don't need a top-down description, hair color, eye color, build, height, weight. We don't want that. We don't need that. It is better to describe it through the eyes of another character and the things that character is going to notice in the moment. Because you don't notice everything about somebody at once. You notice a couple of things that stand out the most. In my book, Linked, I have a character who died prior to Word 1, Chapter 1, who still is in a lot of other characters' minds. And so when this new character enters in, she has a very similar physique to this dead character. And multiple characters note that throughout the story. One character, when he's waking up, he thinks he's seeing the dead one instead of the live one for a brief moment. Those things of, oh, her blonde hair is in a ponytail and that's what he's seeing is the back of her head and then she turns and oh it's this other one as he's waking up those moments help us learn about both characters and their physical descriptions without any more needing to be added to that moment just a small snippet of how she wears her hair and then we're moving on with the plot you do need to have the overall description somewhere in the first act if it's going to be part of the story. You don't want to all of a sudden introduce a character as blonde in Act 3 because your readers may have been picturing them as a redhead. I've more than once read a book where halfway through they mentioned this character has a mustache. I'm like, no, he doesn't. And I'm just like, I, I refuse to accept what the author is telling me at that point. It's like, nope, this is what he looks like now. Get over it. So make sure you are introducing the important aspects. If you try to introduce a new aspect of what they look like later in the story, make sure you've built that foundation that makes that plausible early on. You can introduce personality aspects later on, so long as it's not the same situation with a different outcome, unless we're talking about the growth aspect of the personality, because we don't want it to be self-contradictory, but... Personality, unlike physical descriptions, has a lot more depth, a lot more layers to it. Whereas I might be ready to smack this person upside the head, I'm not going to do the same thing to the dog because I like dogs. Your readers don't need to know absolutely everything about your character. They do need to know enough in small doses. I really, really get bored if I read a paragraph full of what a character looks like. And I guarantee I'm not going to remember any of it. I might remember one small aspect if it was particularly interesting. And that's about it. So take your time. Allow yourself to explore the character to release those pieces of information slowly. Because that's what's interesting. We get to know people one layer at a time. One step at a time. That's how we want to get to know our characters and the books that we read as well one step at a time, one aspect at a time. And all that takes is to write selfishly. If you have a question or comment for our hosts or a topic you'd like us to cover, send us an email at writingroots at aspenhousepublishing.com or find us on Facebook by searching for Aspen House Publishing. 